Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Pete Donaldson. When Alan Shearer joined Newcastle United for a world record fee of £15 million in 1996, there was a sense of destiny fulfilled as he signed for his hometown club over Manchester United and Real Madrid. He chose the romantic option of living his boyhood dream and returned to the city as a hero before he'd even kicked a ball. No one wants to win silverware more than I do, and if, if anyone deserves success, then it's you lot. Thanks very much. Thank you. He would go on to become one of their greatest ever players, an icon, and to this day, the Premier League's all-time top goalscorer. Shearer gets it at last! Premier League goal, 200 for Alan Shearer! A landmark goal for Alan, king of the two. Fast forward to 2009, and Shearer would return to Newcastle in very different circumstances. I don't want this to be about me. It's not about me. It's about this football club. Then manager Joe Kinnear was suffering from ill health. Caretaker Chris Hewton had been unable to pull the team out of the relegation battle. And with just eight games to maintain their Premier League status, Mike Ashley decided that this was the time to send up the Shearer signal. I was asked to see if I can help them stay in this division and, and that's why I'm here. The brief. Keep Newcastle United in the Premier League with just eight games to go. Did he manage it? Newcastle United and the Premier League. This is where it ends. What do you fucking think? <laughs> Newcastle United are relegated. This is the Football Rambles guide to Alan Shearer's eight games in charge of Newcastle United. Here we are again, chaps, with a Newcastle United-themed Ramble Guide they 2. pop yeah. up all over the place, don't they? <laughs> I, I think when you're sort of presented with, you know, a good 20 years of Newcastle United, 
in these guys, you just sort of go, yeah, it's fair. It is fair. It is fair. I, I can't in the season we're going to talk about, it, so much happened. I can't believe so it was all part of the same season. Same, yeah. same. We had to narrow it down to these eight matches. That's that's where we are with this. We could have done the whole season, but my goodness, it would have been too much. So, yes, there were eight match days remaining of this Premier League season in 2008-2009. Now, cast your minds back to Wednesday, the 1st of April, 2009. April Fool's Day. Mm. Alan Shearer <laughs> is appointed manager of Newcastle United. Um, and it was quite the appointment, Andy. It was like, bloody hell, we know what they're going for here. They are trying to play what they consider an ace card. Uh, yes, I suppose. Well, it was. I, I, I guess I guess the other, the other way of looking at it mm. is um, we've tried everything. Let's just get a name. Yeah, true. I suppose your ace card is not your last one. Let's Lampard it. They've played the Joker. They've played the Joker. It really depends how good you are at cards, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Is the ace low or high? (laughs) Turned out to be very low uh, with this. I think there was a sense for Shearer that he, he was a little bit reluctant to become a manager, wasn't he? And yeah, he, I mean, he had to be talked his, into it. I, think. I mean, presumably he'd done his badges. Then, oh, no, he hadn't. Had you sort of like we he had done his badges? You had to, you had to be, you had to agree to do your badges in the future, didn't you? Like, yeah, I think because Gareth Southgate was similar at Middlesbrough, maybe. Right, but he done, he done some Blatt of them. Sampdoria. Mm. There's a. There's yeah, a he wasn't one the name above field. the door, was he? No. no. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it was. I mean, it, so it was, when he was appointed, he immediately insisted that he will not stay on beyond the end of the season, and it was just save them from relegation, and that was that. Because of course. He was um, a pundit uh, all the way back then at Match of the Day. You know, I remember him doing an interview uh, on Match of the Day once when he was manager. And he was like, no, save my um, save my seat. Uh, I'll be back um, in time. But Pete, what was your reaction? Being a Newcastle United fan, these were, were dire straits. Uh, relegation battle, they were, they were firmly in it. Eight games to go, so a lot of football to be played. Mm. And big old Alan Shearer pops in. Got pissed. Um, uh, got pissed. Uh, rang Luke at midnight. So that's that's yeah. what I do every time. Where have you gone? Something exciting happens at Newcastle. Get yeah. pissed. Ring, uh, ring Luke. Okay. So, so you, you were excited. excited. So it was going to. That it oh, was no, going to be good then. No, I think it was. I think like a lot of things happened at Newcastle United. I got drunk. Rang Luke because it's good for the ramble, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> it's good. Good for the goose. It's good for the ramble. Why do you never phone Jim and I? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Don't encourage that. Like yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a ring no, no, let, let me rephrase I'll wake that. Your family up. Let me rephrase that. Thank you for not phoning <laughs> Jim and I. <laughs> give it all to old big yeah. Lee. Yeah. So I mean, the club were at two points from safety when he when he mm. took over. So again, eight games to go, two points from safety. Um, very very interesting situation. So doable. Very with doable. that squad, mm. very, has to be said. Well, very... in, in theory, but it, it's important, but I think, then, to remember. Are the... you ignoring the Michael Owen uh, factor? <laughs> <laughs> we'll come on to him. <laughs> but I think the chaos around the club was um, was such that mm. it it has to be seen in that context. Because if you look at the squad Newcastle had that season, Michael Owen was there, for example. Mm. Uh, there were a lot, of good, door, lot of good players there. You think they shouldn't be in this situation. But they started the season with Kevin Keegan in charge. Mm. He quit because the situation was ridiculous and essentially disrespected his legacy to a huge, huge degree. Then Joe Kinnear came in. Yeah. Now, Joe Kinnear hadn't managed anywhere for five years mm. at that point. Hadn't managed in the top flight in what was it since... Some ridiculous amount of time, a long, long time, and yeah. for all the time he was a manager, he was still Joe Kinnear. Yeah. So it was, it was the, that was so out of left field. It no was. one could believe it. That was one but, of those days in football where, as a fan, the, 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 no one's talking about anything else. I think, I think Joe apart Kinnear's, from Simon Bird, <laughs> <laughs> I think Joe Kinnear's tenure at Newcastle has kind of like in my mind changed massively since I heard Leon Andy sort of said that he, he wasn't 
probably in the best state to manage a football yeah. team. Well, at that clearly, time. no, he, he was. Had, in, he, he had he had he had issues in his private life that, that, that he had to you know they had to deal with that no manager should have to go through. So he's in a situation where it, I, I sort of go back and sort of go, yeah, I mean, it was. It was strange, but there were reasons why it was strange. And, yeah. And, and Chris Hewton obviously taken over for a little while as mm. well. Like he obviously would eventually go on to rescue mm-hmm. Newcastle and, and take them out of the uh, out, out, out of um, the, championship. the championship. But yeah, it, it was a very very strange season. But mm. it, as so often happens in Newcastle, United, it, it just got stranger. Yeah. I think and that's I'm sure the weird. Th- that's the weird thing, isn't it, Pete? If if you looked at this season, I guess people would start to describe the chaos of it by going look at, as Jim was saying, the chronology mm. of the coaches and where they take over and how many coaches they are. But that doesn't actually begin to describe mm. how like, unusual it all was. Well, it was. And interestingly, when, when Alan Shearer was unveiled in front of uh, the world's media, he said, we don't deserve to be where we are, mm. which is quite a statement. Mm. You know, the old Straight adage. Straight away, of, you know, that you're going down. When yeah, you say exactly. That, <laughs> well, the old adage is a league table doesn't lie, blah, blah, blah. But he said, the powers <laughs> that be have admitted their mistakes. But whatever mm. mistakes have been made in the past, it's gone now. Whether it was because of bad play, bad luck, bad tactics, it doesn't matter. It's gone. And those are quite bold words that can be used against you quite quickly. Yeah. If things go badly. I mean, but if he if they'd stayed up, we we'd be looking at that thinking that is where he instilled the siege mentality, right? Mm. So it it all depends on what happens later. And no. I'm sure they're very well considered words. True. Um yeah, but I mean it didn't go well Jim, because their 16 year stay in the top flight came to an end. Um yeah. first let's set the scene. Mike Ashley. Got to mention him, sir. If you were trying to alienate some of the most important figures in the club's history, well, deliberately. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you you wouldn't have done much differently, would you, mm. from the way he treated Keegan and Shearer in yeah. particular? Well, Alan, so yeah, Mike Ashley took over in May 2007. And when Keegan was brought back in, as you mentioned earlier, there, like it was exciting. I remember at the time. It was, yeah. I know we've. It's another one of those days. Newcastle yeah. were brilliant for that. <laughs> yeah, that was January 2008. Um, um, but then, of course, that would unravel and, and Keegan. We remember, obviously, what happened in the, in the mid-90s. Um, but Keegan walked away. I mean, the, the, the following season, the, the one we're talking about, was so flipping messy. Three games into it, as you said, Jim Keegan resigns. Um, and he was apparently forced to players, you know, onto him that he didn't want. You know, Keegan's issue was largely with um, director of football, Dennis Wise, which, again, seemed an odd appointment. Yeah, but the thing is, whenever you appoint a director of football and a football management structure over the head of a coach rather than getting a coach in, mm-hmm. and at this point, Keegan's not a head coach. He's the manager. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference as, as well. Mm. Uh, what's interesting to me is the fact that Mike Ashley is initially very, very popular with yeah, he is. United yeah. fans. And the way it turns around so incredibly quickly is extraordinary and a testament to, as Jim said, completely self-sabotaging. But I remember I was I was in the pub with some Newcastle United supporting friends the night that Ashley took over the, the, the club. Mm. And they were all celebrating because I think as football fans, collectively, we're a little bit more savvy nowadays. But there's still that thing of... When we get taken over, mm. we're gonna, it's, it's a bit like the transfer window. We're going to have lots of money. Mm. Our team's going to improve, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, my Newcastle sporting friends were celebrating. And a friend of mine who was also having a drink with us that night, who used to write for a retail magazine. He used to edit a retail magazine. And um, he said, if you know anything about Mike Ashley, I wouldn't celebrate this because he is someone who 
does not give a fuck what any of the stakeholders think. Mm. And you know what? He couldn't have fulfilled that brief any more faithfully mm. over mm -hmm. the time that he was in charge. I guess the even more remarkable thing, knowing what we know now, mm -hmm. is after this season, he continues to own the club for over a decade more. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? No, no. But I, I would say that, like, um, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a guy who stopped, was it Rangers, selling stuff in their own shop like oh, yeah, remember yeah. and they missed out on like three million so he, owned the, he yeah. owned the retail rights didn't yeah. he yeah and so like he's not he, he's not a shrinking violent when it comes to upsetting fans and at this point like Mike Ashley let's remember that, that football is a very different business to pretty much any other business mm -hmm. around the world mm -hmm. because it's just the wild fucking west. It's still the wild west. It's still bizarre. It's, it's still, even wilder back then. It's still, then. you know, you're paying almost bribes to agents and stuff like that. You are, you're still in this wild west kind of situation. And Mike Ashley was surprised, I think, mm. how unprofessional, even yep. for Mike Ashley. We have this idea about Mike Ashley. Yeah, being, yeah, yeah. You know, he still knows how to he's operate a, a business. He's a billionaire for yeah. a reason. Doesn't mean and to like, say he's like necessarily good but, no you know, but I think but I think even he's made a few quid yeah exactly so I think you know people will still have been taking advantage of Mike Ashley even yeah. when he's bringing in yeah. Nacho Gonzalez and, and, and Cisco and stuff <laughs> oh, you know blimey, just... yeah. and, 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 and poor old Chris Hewton uh, yeah. as, as you mentioned because he sort of stepped in and you know he was there as interim manager and then he was told right we don't need you and then he was in charge again and it went badly for him blah 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 blah, blah, blah and we find ourselves in the situation uh, where uh, we, we, we talked about at the top of the show. So Alan Shearer had retired in 2006, of course, from, from playing football, an, an incredible career that he had. And he turned down a coaching role with England at that time due to wanting to just enjoy life and, and be away from the pressures of football, which I think he earned. Um, had a brief stint in Glenn Roder's backroom staff when he was Newcastle United manager for Roder's final three games in charge. And then that was before rejecting coaching role offers from um, the time Keegan was there and Kinnear. So people obviously wanted Shearer back, particularly at that club, because he's synonymous with them uh, and whatnot. Now, after playing, of course, he became a pundit for the BBC and is still a pundit for the BBC, one of their, their premier pundits, you would, you would say. Um, when he gets offered this job and he takes, he had to get permission from the BBC to take an eight-week sabbatical from Match of the Day because he was contractually obliged mm. to do those shows for them. So... Um, he said he wouldn't have done this for any other club or any other of his former clubs, which you would understand. I couldn't see him mm. at Southampton or Blackburn Rovers maybe in, in, in the dugout. So the thinking behind all this was that he would reconnect the fans with the club, galvanise the players quite clearly. That's what it was. Give everybody a shot in the arm and and off we go. And interesting, on, on his appointment, it was confirmed that Dennis Wise had left his executive role. Clearly, well, not clearly, I, I, one might suggest that, 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 <laughs> that Shearer... stipulation. Indeed, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which you he always claimed it wasn't, but, you know. Well, we, we take his word for that, but I, I don't think it would have been wise if they'd have... Uh, well, no pun intended if they would have both been there. But anyway, the fact is, uh, Wise left and Shearer started at exactly the same time. Now, it was a difficult run-in for old Alan Shearer. Um, the first game was Chelsea at home and they lost 2-0 because Chelsea were, were very, very good back then. Don't be fooled on this season. Um, there was a glimmer of hope when uh, one Andy Carroll scored a late equaliser away at Stoke City uh, and then they lost uh, to Spurs. They drew 0-0 at home with Portsmouth. It was a little bit of a disappointing result. And then they lose 3-0 away to Liverpool. And that game was particularly calam uh, calamitous. The, Joey Barton was sent off for a shocking tackle on Xabi Alonso and was pretty much banished by by Shearer for it. Mm. And was this, he was he banished for the tackle, or was he banished for, for being Joey Barton? The massive row that they had in the dressing room afterwards, where he famously said in front of the team, 
uh, you're a shit coach with shit tactics. Uh, th- then undermining his uh, position by going on to say, I'm the best player in the team. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> the, the tackle on Alonso as well is, uh, it is one spiteful. of those ones where it's, it's an assault, spiteful. isn't it? It's yeah. not really, it's, there's nothing about football in that in that action. It is, he's just trying to hurt him. Um, and that is absolutely the last thing you need. Mm. I'd, I'd forgotten that that, conversation had happened between them because it does seem like quite a bold move for Shearer because yeah. Barton was one of their better players he's one of the sort of players in the position mm-hmm. he's in and the type of player he was that you, you need in a scrap but you can't be having that well, that's the, thing the last is, thing you Shearer, need isn't it I mean it's very difficult Shearer has said since his, his career is like you're basically you're a football manager but also a dad for about 25 yeah. blokes and it's yeah. very very difficult and I know we take the piss out of managers we have a laugh and so on but like all joking aside it's obviously an incredibly difficult job if you're inexperienced. Especially if and you're inexperienced. And in a very, very stressful situation. Yeah. And still mates with some of the players, which is what he said. And well, he, definitely, was... he definitely wasn't mates with Joey Barton. I think the interesting but thing... But he was with some of the players. The, the you know? inter- it was difficult the to keep thing... them, take them out of the team, Andy, because he was teammates with them not the, that long ago. The interesting thing is, I, I, don't, I don't think he had an issue so much with that. I think... He in, said he in, did. In terms of authority, it took, it took Mark Viduka to... To break up that situation in the in in the dressing room, mm. he needed a senior pro to stick up for him, and I, I think that underlined how incredibly inexperienced he mm. he mm. was because they were on the brink of coming to blows, yeah. and you, you can't be like five matches into a coaching career and having a fight with <laughs> yeah, one of your is, players. But that's Shearer's currency. He was still ultimately a player in his mind. I mean, that time you know the, the infamous time where he lamped was it um, Keith Gillespie on a night out and and all that kind of stuff in yeah. Newcastle, yeah. and he got that lamp out of his big bag. Did he? Mary Poppins. Ah, <laughs> and the ladder. And the ladder. The relegation. relegation the yeah, didn't ladder. climb yeah, it, did he? Didn't climb it, no. But I, yeah, with Shearer, that was it. And, and Shearer, when he first started there, he said that a few players were a little bit late to training on his first day and he was like, what should I do with this? Should I just mm. let them let that go? Mm. Going for, I mean, having it, a strong policy on anything when you've just been pulled off the sofa at yeah. match of the day. It's, a, yeah. it's an interesting... I mean, you would well, have to just sort of say to your assistant, Ian Dowie, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah, I mean, like, but that's prob- that's got to be why Dowie was there, right? He was actually mm. someone who'd had experience in manager. a normal manager thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. Like He's secretly got mm. a manager there to help that he can mm. go to. And but it's, it's, but the inexperience, it's smart, but it ultimately didn't work. Well, and also, Ashira was such a strong pro yeah. that, you know, again, he, he's used to being the other side of the fence mm. to all this. So what he did was, he said he let it go, and then the second time it happened with, I think it was the same or, or or some of the same players, he was like, right, I have to do something. So what they used to be fined, the players, they were fined for like a tenner for being late and mm. 20 quid. And he was yeah. like, well, they're earning thousands. So mm. he changed it and said, right, if you're late once, 10% of your wages. If you're late twice, t- two times in a row, that's 20% of your wages. The third time, and it would go up. And it was like 50% mm. of your weekly wage he would take. But no sooner he did that, knock on the door, and it's one or two of the kind of more senior players and whatnot saying, it's too much, it's, what, what are you doing? So you could say that straight from the off, he actually rubbed people up the wrong way mm. because he didn't know. And it's and it's true, like, what what do you do? Do you just kind of go, no, we've got, a, we, it's relegation uh, battle, we've got to run a tight ship. I think the other part Difficult. of that is, did they have the depth to start planning, uh, to start knocking players out of the picture, left, right, and centre. I, I really don't. But think But you're damned did. if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Yeah. Andy. You let that yeah. go, and yeah. suddenly, like, well, the lads are going. Well, hang on, they're running. But late. that's it. But that's a cut. This is a firefighting job, not a culture change yes. job, though, is it? Well, exactly. that's, yeah, I, 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 I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So yeah, after Liverpool, it looked pretty bad. But then they faced Middlesbrough at home and win three one. And it lifted the mood. I, I remember... It was very winnable, but it didn't feel winnable at the time. So when it actually happened, you were like, fuck, 
Yeah. It's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, it's mm. remarkable. But then there's another tunnel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. And the light at the end was probably a train. <laughs> uh, I think the, the interesting thing there is that like they, they go a goal down. I think Happy Bay scores no goal mm. after like three minutes mm. in that. And then you're like, oh, they're really in trouble. Mm. And they actually managed to, mm. to come back. Mm. So it does feel like they're pulling for sure. And the two late goals, Oberfemi Martins and Peter Lovenkrantz, were subs Shearer made. Mm. So by luck or by whatever it looked like he's made some kind of change yeah. and it wins them the game and, and, and the and mood is lifted and they're lifted out the relegation zone and those two players would go on to do have different sort of you know futures when Newcastle you know one yeah. would really do numbers in, in, in the championship and mm. one would go away <laughs> yeah, well, yeah 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 um, it's understandable so after that it was suddenly like right Shearer is we've, we've got it mm. beating a, a, a side just up the road as well it was it just seemed this is happening and this is mm. on and then, of course, um, what happens? Well, they, they have another home game um, straight after that when they're playing Fulham. And it was a decent Fulham side, to be fair. But Newcastle, had they have won that, they were all but guaranteed safety. Mm. And they lose 1-0. And um, Basong is sent off, who was you know, a, a, a fairly big player for them, and he would miss the final Basong day. Basong was great for Newcastle yeah. at, at that time. Yeah, and, but what a damning result it mm. was. And they had missed chances. They were a bit unlucky. And suddenly they go into the final day after I think because Hull had had drawn maybe, and they go into the final day and it was sort of out of their hands really. Yeah. And and you could look at that Fulham game as that was that was the one really. Mm. Um, before that final game, Alan Shearer said he was convinced the club would defy the cynics and stay up. And of course they lost one nil to Aston Villa. Thanks to a, a, it's down as a Damien Duff own goal. I mean, it took a wicked deflection off him. Um, to Gareth that, Barry Pinger, wasn't it? Indeed, yeah. And they were. They it was will going go just anywhere. wide, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and that was um, our first ever ramble uh, watch along, wasn't it? Right. We were in the pub in Covent Garden. That's right. We were there. Right, we, yes. we, you could I pinpoint remember, the exact remember, moment your heart broke. <laughs> yeah, I remember we, that? That was shite. I know. <laughs> we were, we were in the, the very pub, which I believe the codified rules of the game had been written up yeah, in. We were, yeah, like yeah. a bunch of cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was a coincidence, I think. Um, <laughs> I but, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, and, yeah. And they went down. I mean, how depressing was it, really? Well, especially because all of the other teams lost. So, yeah. it, I mean, it wasn't in their hands before the match, but, you know, by about the 80th minute, yeah. all they need to do is, is avoid defeat. That's and right. They fucked it. I know. I, I, it, it is incredible. Like, And that's the funny thing. Like, when it comes down to the last day, just get something. So, you know. basically, we've worked out that Newcastle... A draw would have been enough on goal difference. They would have stayed up against Hull City. So, mm. Newcastle are responsible for Phil Brown's sing-along. Yes. yes. Directly responsible, are, yeah. Andy. That was the icing on the cake. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty awful. It's funny because when Joe Kinnear was reappointed, that's right, listeners, reappointed <laughs> to Newcastle United as director of football in, in, in 2013, of course, he had to come out and settle various scores with Shearer, who'd was by then back on the, the match of the day sofa and um, having a pop at the club for, for, for inviting him back. And of course he said, he's very, he's been very disrespectful to me and obviously counter-attacked by being very, very disrespectful to him. Mm. Called it, called him a, a, a clueless coach and said, um, uh, Damien Duff was one of the best wingers of his generation and he played him at left back, which kind of implied that he had a choice. Mm. I, I don't think he did it as a tactical innovation. No. Yeah. No, I, I liked. Uh, I very much like when he uh, remember he did that talk spot in New York in here before he was uh, appointed as director of football. I remember that. Yo, Yo, about, Yo, 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 Y
this. It was good Charles stuff. Charles Insomnia. That's Charles right. Insomnia. I think that was a different interview, but yeah, fantastic oh, okay. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, really. I mean, um, going back to the that final day, Shearer, I, I don't think he ever really believed they'd go down. You know, you go back to that quote where he said, we don't deserve to be where where we are. It's the whole kind of, we're too good to go down, we're too big of a club. Compare them to Hull City, far bigger club. No disrespect to Hull City, but Newcastle are a huge football club. The players that Newcastle had, as you mentioned earlier, Jim, and so on, you thought to yourself, it will happen sooner or later. And again, mm. after that Middlesbrough victory, but the Fulham loss was so damning. And that siege mentality that perhaps Shearer was trying to get, he would try and ramp it up before this game, but it was such a drab performance. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. In retrospect, it's not surprising, is it? Because they made an appointment based on a romantic ideal rather than on anything that was truly thought out. Mm -hmm. They really, really hoped it would essentially be a fairy tale with no real reason to think that. Shearer hadn't coached, so there's no possible way to know what effect he would have. Isn't that the extraordinary juxtaposition of Mike Ashley, though, in that he's someone who does what he wants and doesn't care what people who are invested in it thinks, and yet, in his football dealings, he 
appoints Keegan because he thinks it will hit the right notes. There's yeah. no like recent him as a coach to suggest that would be a great appointment, mm. even even though you know he did all right in that 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 second spell before it all fell apart between the two of them. And then he brings back Shearer on, as you say, no more than a romantic notion that he feels will hit the right notes with the supporters. I mean, if we go back to the beginning of this season, the last match actually before Keegan's fired, we were talking about this earlier, weren't we, Jim? The fact that um, when uh, Arsenal beat Newcastle 3-0, I think that's the last time maybe we see... Ashley in with the supporters mm, and yeah. he's he's caught on camera well I don't think he's trying to hide anything he's there downing a pint isn't he mm. sat in the away end with the supporters so for someone who doesn't care at all about what anyone involved with his business thinks apart from himself the fact that he does these things to curry favour with supporters yeah. it, it's, it's a bit of a weird he gave thing, up on it? it after a while didn't he but I mean yeah he's he's not a Newcastle fan is he he's from he's from London Mike actually well, no he's um, not he's from Buckinghamshire I hate oh, right. when people say is that, that right <laughs> is that right yes okay well look, he's he's certainly he's he's from very far away from Newcastle and yes. had no connection to the club um, but he did he gave up on these PR moves didn't he because that's mm. what a lot of them were oh he was he was very much I'm, I'm one of you guys kind yeah. of stuff and I think that like, let's be honest, any football fan or, or a lot of football fans, we should say, if you see the guys just bought the club because the club was in bad shakes when he bought them. You know, he was seen as the saviour of the club. Crazy, I know, to think that. But when he bought them, that's mm-hmm. very much as it was seen. And then he's in the away end with the fans having a drink. Like, football fans would love that. Like, it's, let, but it's the, it's, the, it's the easiest part of the job. Yeah, of course, you know, of course. Like, you know, every person sort of coming in, liking the wrong, like a bit of a naughty uh, Instagram account oh, well, from it, the official it, one, you know, doing yeah. little bits and bobs. You it's know, a populist do, move, ultimately, yeah. of course it is. And you have so much cashier, you have so yeah. much kind of um, rope at the start of your tenure, yes. you just do. Yeah. It, and it, so you can do what you want, really. Indeed. Um, and, and staying with Ashley, you know, Shearer spoke um, since uh, about staying on as manager and said, you know, Shearer talked to Ashley about what changes should be made and and so on. And 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 there was chat actually that that Shearer wanted to stay on and mm. and, and and he might have done, which is incredible, really. Because it was one of them. I'll I'll call you. And, yeah, and, and he never did. And and Ashley never called him again. And you, I mean, you can understand why. Don't get me wrong. But the fact is, I think expensive. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> pro rata. That's expensive. I, 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 can I, you imagine I, what that championship season would cost him? <laughs> oh my gosh! But I think I think that it was the fact that Ashley, in a way, not getting back to him, not saying, you know, what we've thought about this, and, and thanks, but no thanks. Again, it shows a bit of the disrespect to but a we, club legend. But mm. we didn't hear about this because Shearer was, you know, you got to remember, like Shearer was mm. a big fucking dog and he yes. was a big dog at Newcastle for a long time. He still a, is, a, kind a of. very proud footballer. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't really let much out. No. He hasn't, re- he spoke about Mike Ashley, but he's not really sort of, re- he's not, you know, heart on his sleeve like, um, of course, you know, Kevin Keegan would be. Yeah. I don't think we've ever got the full picture about what exactly happened in these eight, eight, well, eight actually, games. Well, yeah. actually, because it didn't, didn't allow an Alan Shearer statue at St. James' well, exactly, Park, which is, which is mad. Yeah. Yeah, changing the name of the pub yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Alan Shearer I mean he would have been an underwhelming manager but I would love to have seen if mm. they kept him up what, what that would have looked like because like mm-hmm. it, everything he said in his in his um, pre-matches post-matches and stuff talking about his relationship with fucking Michael Owen um, <laughs> it's like it, it, you never really got much of him he wasn't particularly he's not a charismatic guy mm-hmm. he was like you see quite a lot with strikers you know they're not yeah. they're, they're just absolute goal maniacs they just it took him a while to get the pundit thing on, on BBC and to be exactly. fair like he's, he's, he's got it now 
now, but he, I mean, I mean, has he, but do you want, would you want to watch more than two minutes of Alan Shearer talking about anything? Well, I think he's, and I love him. Yeah, I know, th- I think he's a good pundit and has been for a few years now, but I remember he was criticized for, for quite a few years. Just feeding into your point, because mm. remember we're going a bit back gray to this. And a bit lifeless. massively, yeah, 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 like very, very underwhelming and very. It was um, very much he's kicked it and then it's gone in and then it's a goal. Very <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was famously him who said none of us have heard of Atem Ben Arfa. Yeah, right. which is is a, is a sea change in the way that people looked at match of the day because people were interacting and commenting on it through mm. social media for the first time. Y- yeah, y- you're absolutely right. Um, do you think his his reputation has been at all tarnished by it? Because no, t- from the outside, so. it doesn't appear that no, way. So we never stood a chance. I mean, right? we were a jock club at that at that point, and mm. anyone who came in, you know, it was it was a firefighting situation, mm. and you, you, it's a very different job to if you, if you sort of gave him at the start of the summer and gave him like the summer to to to, to do something, you, we might have seen something. But I I just think with 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 Alan, like I would have liked to have seen what he looked like as a as a manager going forward because he's just he's. he's for me, he's, he's quite an underwhelming charisma vacuum in many yeah. ways. But a lot of strikers are. But then, but then it gave Chris Hutton his chance. He did give to Chris do something very, very good because straight back into uh, the top flight the first time of asking by winning the championship with 102 points. I love that season. What a it was season! So much fun. Oh, uh, Hutton, like Hutton deserves every credit yeah. in the world to, for getting them up there. Do, having a season tearing it up in the championship, which you know, well, with players like you've like, seen Newcastle do it, I've seen Fulham do it. It's yeah. obviously but it, but you wouldn't want to see Arsenal do it. That would be a made, huge form. It, it made cult heroes out of like Peter Lovenkrantz and yeah, of you know, Ryan Taylor and all those players. Like. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. Before that, they did get beaten six one in a friendly preseason friendly by Leighton Orient. Um, mm. So you know, yeah, it's funny that, that, that he turned it round. <laughs> that, that, that is so famous that game. It is. Yeah. But a couple of weeks ago, when I, I went to see Newcastle at West Ham, I was chatting to someone um, when I was getting something to eat beforehand, and the first thing that came up was, "Well, at least it won't be as bad as the time we lost six one at Leighton Orient." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and apparently Harry Redknapp subbed on uh, a fan, and uh, <laughs> and he scored three against Newcastle. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, but this season, as uh, as was said at the top, was just madness, and it was was a very very sad one, of course, because it ultimately ended in relegation, and it also just ruined the relationship with Mike Ashley and the club, which would last for a very very long time. But but you know the moment actually that did it. People think it's when Keegan went. And of course, Keegan was mistreated. I, I, you know, the independent employment tribunal after he sued mm-hmm. Newcastle and Mike Ashley proved that. But I think it's the moment where just after that, Ashley puts out this lengthy statement. And of course, it was very rare that he actually came out and spoke. You know, yeah. when have you ever seen Mike Ashley speak in I public? Did, he only ever did it when it was really necessary. When yeah. it was really, he, I think he's done two kind of like BBC mm. interviews. I there think there was a Sky Sports yeah. one. Yeah, when he came out and said, "I don't have all, I don't have all it, this money. All my money's tied up in buildings, etc." You well, know, when well, he yeah. also said, he also said, "If we finish in the top four, I'll sell the club. I'd also consider a trophy win the same. So if we win a trophy or finish in the top four, I'll sell the club." And you were thinking, "Well, at the time when he said that, they're never going to finish in the yeah, top four. That's right. Well, he had he had this lengthy statement anyway, just just after the the, the the Keegan thing, and he said, "I'm just a dad." trying to take my kids to the football and apparently I can't because I've been advised we would be assaulted. Yeah. And I, I think at that moment yeah. that a lot of Newcastle fans, correct me if I'm wrong, just thought, you are despicable. Oh, it's, but it's right out of the politician's playbook who do that. It is. You, know, you hear it like it Republican is. politicians all the time. Oh, I can't do this because my safety isn't guaranteed. 
No one said that. Like you literally yeah. just came up mm. with that, and 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 that becomes the narrative. Well, this idea that oh yeah, these fans look at them—they're just sort of animals. They'd attack mm. me. It's just like, oh, but it, really? It was so clumsy. I, I don't think anyone, even outside Newcastle, where people have very different perceptions mm. in the club to what people yeah. in the city do, believe. I, I think anyone believed. That. And if mm. if indeed he did have some sort of threat or whatever it may be, like that that it's just the Newcastle fans. That just wasn't the vibe. That wasn't. The, the thing, you know, they were actually, I thought they were fairly supportive and, and got behind the team Look, as they did around If the nothing time. else, this generation of Newcastle United and, and, and falling out of the Premier League like that created the true Geordie and I think we can all be thankful for that. What a dreadful way to finish the show. Well, we got relegated, so mm. I've got you punched downwards, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, is it going to, do you think, do you think, Chelsea going to get relegated with Lampard? Is that this way this I don't know. Well, look, I mean, these kind of appointments will happen again and again. The kind of club here. But I don't think this one, he never managed, he'd never, like, barely, like, three games in the background yeah. staff with Glenn Roder. Yeah. You know, it hadn't happened. Ian Dowie was helping. I know. He, well, is, is, is similar to when Wimbledon went down in 2000. And with a couple of games left after Ego Olsen went, Vinnie Jones went, you give us two million quid and me and Fash will do it. There you and go. And obviously, you everyone go. looked at it and went, oh, okay, yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but Newcastle actually acted on that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing like you could say where this has uh, worked out quite spectacularly well was, you know, obviously the other end of the of the of, of football was Di Matteo winning the Champions League and people say oh well it was pretty much the players that picked the squad and blah 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 whatever it was but it did, bloody but, worked but in that, that competition me, but, but uh, club legend you wouldn't say mm. Di Matteo was like the club legend was that an aim though that was just a jolly side effect winning the Champions but League but the style whereas... of football they played and so on look don't get me wrong they won the competition mm. but it was you know they played a certain style and let's be honest they got the rub of the green they were they were little bit fortunate without taking anything away from them but in terms of Alan Shearer at Newcastle I mean it really is only Terry and Lampard that yeah, um, you would you compare at that particular club there's yeah. very few clubs Di Matteo have... had been a manager yeah he's been yeah. a manager and he was I'd say he's a club legend I think that's probably fair to say the only, the only yeah, place, but, but comparing to Shearer is, but the only place yeah. it works is like Real Madrid <laughs> Zidane like does but that I mean, fair? yeah I, but I mean again comparing Mikel Arteta that's probably closer to a club legend than but, oh no not a club stalwart then again but trying to compare any of this to to this I just think you come up short because Pepe Shearer, Barca what no? But it, I'm sad we never got to see Matt Letizia out of Southampton. I'm giving <laughs> yes. him ten games. Well, according give to him ten games and a and a mic. Well, according, <laughs> according to him, he did offer, but you know, because everybody hates uh, you know men, he never got the job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know. The trainer pitch is too bumpy. I want it to be flat like the earth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for joining us on another Football Ramble Guide too. Remember, there's a whole host of Ramble Guides you can listen back to from throughout the season and we want your ideas for what to talk about next. Email us at footballramble.com or tweet us at Football Ramble with your suggestions. Thank you, chaps. Thank you, Alan Shearer. And no thank you, Mike Ashley. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.